0: Welcome back to Beck Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Strowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to our contest picks in just a bit, but I'm still in shock over what happened in our last segment. Ian McMillan comes on, waxes poetic about his Falcons, and that's fine, but then starts lambasting the Dallas Cowboys when many of us have them number one in our power rankings. Joe, what the
1: heck just happened? I don't know. That was just another appearance for, by Ian McMillan. That was perfect. I mean, there's always something going on with him. Always a lot going on <laughs> he, in one breath. He's like, yeah, I'm done to my last one in moments before he's talking about how the Cowboys are fraudulent, how they've actually been outplayed in the first two games. But, uh, last survivor, uh, life he has on the line and he's going to use the Cowboys even though they're the fraudulent team the third most fraudulent team in the NFL it's just like amazing it's just amazing the dude's
2: awesome (laughs) I was loving every second of it
1: like he's putting in garbage time stats and and saying like the Cowboys have been outplayed oh Zach Wilson did this and that well he also played so poorly that they were out of the game early on like
0: (laughs) right did you not yeah. look at micah parsons at all through two games oh, like, he's so not good. bad he's not that bad The exactly. sand, anyway all right so let's talk about uh contest picks and i'll go ahead and uh kick things off so five games pick them against the spread who do we like so let's jump right on in first off i'm gonna take the browns minus three and a half against the tennessee titans if there is one aspect to this game that I think we can rely upon, it is the Cleveland ground game. I know that Nick Chubb is is done here, but Jerome Ford played well. That offensive line is still fantastic, and if there's one unit I think – can be reliable here. It's the Browns' ground game. So I think they can cover the number here. Next up is Jaguars minus nine over the Texans. I like Jacksonville as a survivor pick, and so I'm certainly going to like them against the spread here. The line has bounced to 10 at times. I like the closing line value that I think I'm going to get here. So let me go ahead and jump right on in and take the Jags. This one is a little controversial, especially because it's one of my five favorites. But I'm taking the Jets two and a half against the Patriots. I think the Jets can win this game outright, so definitely I'll take them against the spread. And the big thing with me is, look, this may be a low-scoring game. This may be an ugly football game. So why not just take the points in a situation like this in a divisional contest? Yeah, Bill Belichick might contain Zach Wilson, but he might not contain Garrett Wilson that often. So that's a problem, and Brees Hall could very well go off. He should get more totes. So I like that Jets, Jets offense just enough. And in honor of Ian McMillan, who was on our last segment here on Beck UL Daily, I'm going to take the Lions oh. minus three oh. over the Falcons. This is more of me embracing my priors than it is anything else. I cannot imagine a world where the Atlanta freaking Falcons are 3-0 and and the Detroit Lions with that fantastic offense and that improved secondary is 1-2. I just can't believe we're going to be in a world where that is happening. So Lions minus three is good. And finally, the Bengals minus two and a half over the Rams. This is more of a thought experiment than anything else where, okay, if Joe Burrow is limited or out, then what can a replacement quarterback do with one of the better wide receiver cores in the the National Football League. I think they can still get it done. I still like what they can do there. Still, Joe Burrow, like, he's worth several points. But I think a replacement quarterback can at least win by a field goal or more against the Rams with kind of a sputtering defense. Uh, You know, Aaron Donald certainly important. But everywhere else, there are question marks. And so I think Cincinnati will be just fine here, Aaron.
2: All right. I like it. Sounds good. I am going to start with Eagles minus five at the Bucks. The Eagles are 2 0. I know it hasn't always been pretty, and they've played in some close games, some one score games against the Patriots and Vikings. Meanwhile, the Bucks are a surprise, exceeding expectations. It's been cute, it's been a nice story but they are not going to keep things close against the defending NFC champs, so I will be on the Eagles, and I think they win by one or two scores. Uh, Let's go to the Patriots, minus two and a half. This one I was torn on. Uh, I don't feel great about it. Uh, The Jets lost to the Cowboys 30 to 10. I mean, it's going to be tough, but this is a situation where I think New England is in a desperate situation. Bill Belichick and his coaching staff are probably sleeping at the facility trying to scheme something up against Zach Wilson. So I will be on the Patriots minus two and a half. Jags minus nine and a half versus the Texans. So the Jags lost 17 to nine to the Chiefs last week. I think this is a bounce back spot for Jacksonville against the Texans team that has given up 56 points so far this season. I know Stroud, he looks good. That's great. He's also uh, playing with a terrible offensive line and has taken 11 sacks this season. So I'll be on the Jags. Hmm. Let's go Saints at Packers. Packers minus two. The Packers blew a 24-12 lead. They were outscored 13 to nothing in a loss to the Falcons. But I, they're getting some offensive weapons back. And Jordan Love will have Aaron Jones. Well, I think probably Christian Watson. Um, as for the Saints being 2-0, I mean, they beat the Titans and Panthers. Uh, Jamal Williams has a hamstring injury. He probably won't play. So I think this is a spot for the Packers minus two. And Vikings pick them at the Chargers. Chargers defense is just so bad. I think the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, they're going to run up the score. Um, so I think that this is just a great spot for the Vikings in a pick them. Joe?
1: Very interesting that that's the number in that one. Uh, I think they've got a pick on that I, I have no idea what a close it's gonna be one or two in some direction. Not no nothing would surprise sure. me. Um I'd say this that a lot of people are in contests where it doesn't lock when you have to enter them. So if you assume it's Thursday morning now we're gonna have a lot more information on the Cincinnati play by the time we get closer. I wouldn't have a problem if you know there's a chance that it is bro that you take Cincinnati if you're allowed to edit it. I wouldn't be scared about going to the other side if Burroughs you know, declared out like the way the Rams have been playing. Just, just a strategy thing. Uh, I, and I'd also say that this week I feel like it's tougher. It's already happening that the lines are are getting tighter just a couple of weeks into the season. But here, here are my five favorite, and I don't. We'll see how much it changes by tomorrow. We'll get more injury information because they do have a lot of games uh, where where quarterback status is in question. But I'll start with New England. Uh, Aaron's on the same side. Ed's on the other side. I'm going to take New England minus 2.5. They're going to avoid 0-3 with their strong defense going up against Zach Wilson. I've talked about that one all week. I'm on the other side of Ed in Cleveland. I'm going with Tennessee Plus three and a half. I know he had a lot of interceptions in the first week, but I think it's kind of flying under the radar that Tannehill's been just, just fine for them. And you know, it's going to be a low-scoring affair most likely. The other part of this is also a Watson fade for me. I mean, he has just been horrendous and one of the worst quarterbacks in football is favored by more than a field goal. So right after the Chubb injury, you know, a little bit of a drop-off there, maybe a point, but I'm getting more than a field goal, so I'm going to take Tennessee and the points in that one. New Orleans, Green Bay. So Green Bay, two-point favorite. I think the Saints are better than what we saw the other night. It's their, their last game uh, without Kamara. It looks like Jamal Williams is going to miss time too. So now it's going to be Kendra Miller. And he's been a guy that a lot of people like. He's, he's going to get some some looks there. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what we have in Jordan Love. And it wouldn't surprise me if he has a bad game coming up. And maybe this is a spot with a very strong secondary in the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints uh, getting points there. How about another underdog? This one larger. This one's seven and a half, according to Superbook. That's their contest number. I'm going to take Indy against Baltimore. Richardson did not practice, no surprise there. I don't think he's going to play for the short term. Could it be an upgrade? Minshew did look good in his 25 attempts last week. And let's not forget, just because they pulled off the win over Cincinnati, a down Cincinnati team, let's not forget about all the starters that are still missing for the Ravens. So can they get up and do that again? Maybe, but it could also be a one-score game. Seven or fewer, and in that instance, we cover the spread. So I'm going to take the Colts in the points. And Bryce Young didn't practice yesterday, guys. The way that he's played, are we sure that if Andy Dalton gets the start at Seattle against a very poor defense, that that isn't a slight upgrade? So I'm I'm looking at Carolina covering the spread, going up against the Seahawks at six, and you know Thursday morning. I'm thinking Dalton plays. We'll see what ends up happening. So I don't know that I I would do that. Rookie quarterback going to Seattle, one of the tougher places to play, uh, if it ends up being Bryce Young. But that's where I'm looking at. A lot of dogs. Uh, Tennessee, New Orleans, Indy Carolina, and the favorite is New, New England.
0: probably safe to say you know how i feel about a couple of those joe just because i went yes. on the other side but i do like i do like the process when it comes to say the colts and the panthers because i think mm-hmm. oftentimes the market will overreact to backup quarterbacks when in reality the difference between the two is a lot smaller. And we're talking about either veteran backups or someone who's had enough snaps at the quarterback position where they should be more than serviceable enough to at least keep things close. And so those last two make a lot of sense. Definitely was thinking about those because of a similar idea, uh, but I wound up going in other directions. As for the Saints at plus two, can I Mm -hmm. convince you to put them in a teaser leg in other situations and move that to Saints plus eight, because I think among all the possible teaser legs out there, that one might be my favorite because at least, you know, with how well that Saints defense is playing that they can at least keep this game close. If nothing else.
1: I, there are plenty of teaser options. I wrote maybes next to a lot of them. One of the yeses is Saints. I mean, absolutely, Saints plus eight against Jordan Love. Uh, maybe Christian Watson plays for the first time. It certainly seems like we're trending that way. Aaron Jones might miss again. He did not practice. AJ Dillon has not looked good for them. If that means anything, uh, anything to you, I I don't know that uh, the Packers' rate of scoring in the red zone is going to continue. They're, they're tied for best in the league at 83% with Jordan Love. Uh, that would be tough. And maybe you credit Lafleur a little bit there. But, yeah, go, going up against strong defense, you're right. Their lower scoring game. Uh, Taysom Hill was big the other day against Carolina. And that's a pretty good defense. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and with the weapons that the Saints have, getting points, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just fine with uh, getting the Saints more than a touchdown and a teaser.
2: I like it in a teaser too, as someone going up against Joe and being on the Packers side, I am banking on the Packers getting some weapons back. So hopefully that happens. I also think they might get a little bit of a boost. This is their home opener in Green Bay with the Jordan Love era. So I'm excited, but I do think that the Saints in a teaser is great. I like the Saints team. This was a hard one for me, but I ultimately landed mm-hmm. on the Packers side here for the contest.
0: Yeah, for sure. I Even though Christian Watson, from what I can tell, will be returning, to me that's not going to overwhelm uh, what this Saints defense can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely like the Packers backing them, and I still have my Packers who have the division ticket. But I think at least this game can stay close, and the Saints may just have a ton of one-possession games in their future, so why not tack on one more? And i definitely love to be on the side of that. Uh, Joe, any other teaser legs that make sense to you? One that I really like would be the... The Bills teasing it down to minus a half. I think they're just that much better. And I don't want to buy into what happened in week one to them. But is that one good or anything else really standing out to you?
1: Well, uh, we disagree on it. But I would think that you have to tease the Jets. Lowest total of the week yeah. through the three through the seven for you. Mm-hmm. I, it's not on my list. But if you like the Jets at all, um, that that's perfect. You know, it's perfect. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just under three with a total of 37. That makes sense. Uh, The Saints are on my list. We mentioned that. You know, the Ravens are going to be on a lot of people's lists. And I made my case against them. So I'm not going to put them on my list. But it makes sense. You're going through the seven and through the three there. One that might be off the radar for people. I want to get your thoughts. And it's not what it it doesn't follow the rules. The Wong teaser rules. But I think it's mm-hmm. an interesting number. What about teasing Kansas City from twelve and a half inside to inside of a touchdown? <sighs> is, does that make any sense? It's a higher total like because it. the Chiefs are on the field. You can bring it to six and a half. The problem, the problem I have, Ed, is I don't love these bringing these six and a halves down to a half. Really. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, seven's not involved. I I understand that, uh, but yeah. uh, I, this Chiefs' offense is still making me nervous. Like the the wide receiver position is just wow. making me nervous. So I haven't seen the. Bears. I'm gonna say no for a <laughs> yeah. I I know, I know, but it's making me nervous.